Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk Sports podcast. I'm CJ Pullins, along with my brother, Brandon. Today, we are talking about the NFL and all the news from the previous draft this past week. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Brandon, I'm going to let you start off with giving us uh, some of the draft picks from the uh, draft. Yeah, CJ, and I know this is one that we've been excited about. The uh, NFL draft takes place in May, of course, and it gets us kind of in the mindset of thinking about the uh, fall when we get back into the NFL season. Usually gets fans pretty excited to see what their team does. And this year was, I think, I don't think it was a shock once it happened, but it was a very defensive draft. Um, there were not a lot of key offensive prospects, and that clearly showed with who the teams took at their selections. Uh, the teams felt like the best available players were either offensive linemen or defensive players, and that showed heavily in the first round. CJ, one thing I did want to note is the first round, as always, is very heavily centered around the SEC. Now, the SEC being the Southeastern Conference in college football. And, CJ, they had 12 first-round picks in the SEC. That's over 30% of the first-round draft picks coming out of the SEC, which I thought was quite a bit. And, CJ, something else, only two first-round draft picks were not from a Power 5 conference school. So something else to think about. Almost all of these kids, all but two of them, came from a Power 5 school. The only two that did not, one came from uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga, and the other came from Tulsa. So uh, everybody else came from a big Power 5 school. But anyway, let's get started. Number one overall pick, Jacksonville, and I'm only going to do the first round. Uh, Number one overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars took defensive end Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Georgia did win the national championship. And they, CJ, they had five picks in the first round all defensive players that tells you how good that Georgia defensive team was that won the national championship they had five of their starters drafted in the first round second overall pick the Detroit Lions took Aiden Hutchinson the defensive end for Michigan and he was a runner up for I don't know if he was a runner up but he was in the running for the Heisman at one point Third overall, Houston Texans took Derek Stingley Jr., defensive back from LSU. Four, New York Jets took Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati. Fifth, New York Giants took Kayvon Thibodeau, edge rusher from Oregon. CJ, first five picks of the NFL draft, all defensive players. We don't get our first offensive player until pick six. Carolina Carolina Panthers took Akeem Ekwanu, offensive tackle from NC State. First offensive player taken in the draft, offensive tackle. Now, New York Giants had pick number seven, and they took Evan Neal, offensive tackle from Alabama. Now, they acquired this pick from Chicago. They felt like he was worth trading up to get. The Giants had both the fifth and the seventh overall pick. C.J., they really like this Neil kid who is six foot seven, three hundred and thirty seven pounds. Offensive tackle from Alabama. Number eight, Atlanta Falcons took wide receiver Drake London. So CJ it took eight picks to get our first uh, perennial offensive player, I would call it. Um, he's a wide receiver from USC, Drake London. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks took offensive tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State, another tackle. And then at number 10 and 11, we've got uh, two Ohio State wide receivers. Number 10, the New York Jets took wide receiver Garrett Wilson. And number 11, the New York or New Orleans Saints took wide receiver Chris Olave. Waters, both of these wide receivers coming from Ohio State. Number 12, Detroit Lions took Jamison Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. 13, Philadelphia Eagles selected defensive tackle from Georgia, another Georgia kid, Jordan Davis, big man in the middle. 14, Baltimore Ravens took Kyle 
Hamilton, a strong safety from Notre Dame. And 15, Houston Texans took offensive lineman from Texas A&M, Kenyon Green, another offensive lineman being taken in the first round. 16, the newly named Washington Commanders take Penn State wide receiver Jahan Dotson. CJ, something to note of this pick, it was traded three times. It was first Indianapolis Colts pick. It was traded to Philly, to New Orleans, and then to Washington. And Washington spit in on the wide receiver from Penn State. 17th overall pick, Los Angeles Chargers selected Zion Johnson, big man, old offensive lineman from Boston College. 18th overall pick, Tennessee Titans took wide receiver Traylon Burks. And CJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the trade that they sent um, their wide receiver off with to get Traylon from Arkansas. 19th overall pick, New Orleans Saints took offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, Trayvon Penning, or Trevor Penning, sorry. Okay, CJ, in the past, we know that the high picks usually go to what position? The quarterback position. And that's just how it's been uh, for all time. Here we are on pick 20, and this is our first quarterback selection. This is the only quarterback taken in the first or second round, and it is Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett. So Kenny Pickett from University of Pittsburgh gets drafted by Pittsburgh Steelers to replace, obviously, the tragic quarterback that they lost um, in that car accident. 21st pick, Kansas City Chiefs take cornerback Trent McDuffie right after trading off their cornerback, LSU kid, CJ, I can't remember his name, but they just traded him away and then took Trent McDuffie. Green Bay Packers in the 22nd pick. We were all expecting them to take a wide receiver. At this point, I think, CJ, I know you're wanting to talk about this in a second. I just don't think there was any good receivers left that they wanted to take with this pick. So they took linebacker Quay Walker from Georgia, who is going to be outstanding for them. 23rd pick, Buffalo Bills take Kair Elam, cornerback from Florida. Dallas Cowboys with a 24th pick take offensive tackle from Tulsa, Tyler Smith. 25th pick, the Baltimore Ravens with their second pick of the first round take center Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. New York Jets, 26th pick, take Jermaine Johnson, defensive end from Florida State. Jacksonville Jaguars with another pick in the first round at 27. They got this pick from the Buccaneers. Take Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. All right, 28th pick, Green Bay Packers have another pick in the first round, and we thought, okay, they've got two picks. This is where they're going to take that wide receiver. Nope, they did not. They took big Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. 29th pick from a small school of UT Chattanooga, New England Patriots took guard Cole Strange, big man. 30th overall pick, Kansas City Chiefs take another defensive player from Purdue, George Karloftis. He's an edge rusher. 31st pick, Cincinnati Bengals took safety from Michigan, Daxton Hill. And then 32nd overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings took safety, Lewis Kine from Georgia making that the fifth Georgia defensive player to take in the first round. CJ, I know that was a lot to go over. There was a whole lot of names. Um, Yeah, that was the 2022 first-round draft for the NFL. Okay, Brandon, thank you very much for listening. I know that was a lot of names. And um, so, yeah, as you were talking about with the the Packers not drafting a wide receiver, let's just go ahead and start, you know, getting into – talking about that so as we know the uh great wide receiver arguably one of the best in the nfl Devonte adams got traded to the uh las vegas raiders he is now down in las vegas he'll be playing for the raiders and so that leaves aaron Rodgers very little help um offensively he does not have, you know, a wide receiver core that is, you know, probably not strong enough to lead a team too far. But as we know, Aaron Rodgers himself is a very, you know, well-rounded QB. He's been in the league for a long time. And it seems like the Packers have been doing this 
for a few years now, they'll get decently high draft picks and not take, you know, a wide receiver as at least it seems to everyone that they need to. Uh, Brandon, do you see any, maybe a reason on why they continued this year to not take a wide receiver? Yeah, CJ, so I put some research into this, and believe it or not, after, on draft night, I was very confused. I did not know what Green Bay was doing. After losing Devontae Adams, I was very confused as to what they were going to do with their plans after not taking a wide receiver in the first round. Well, it started to make a whole lot of sense once day two rolled around. And I would say, CJ, that the Packers won the draft. I have them ranked as my best draft class for this year. First, they took, and CJ, in my opinion, the reason they did not take a wide receiver is because... Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave from Ohio State were off the board. I think they were wanting to take one of those two with that first slot if they dropped. And since they didn't, that's why we didn't see them taken. But the Green Bay Packers, in my opinion, had a wonderful draft. And I want to talk about it for just a second. In the first round, they took linebacker Quay Walker from Georgia, who is a 6'4", 240 big man who runs a 4'5", who's going to be a perennial stopping force of the run game right in the middle of the linebackers position for the Green Bay Packers. He's going to start right away. CJ, he reminds me a lot of A.J. Hawk, um, that great linebacker that the Packers had for so long, who was involved on every play. You just always had to say, there's there's A.J. Hawk. He's an, another tackle. Um and then, so I think they did a great job with that pick. And then they take his teammate in the 28th overall pick, Devontae Wyatt. Now, Devontae Wyatt is a just a force to be reckoned with, CJ. He is 6'3", 304 pounds, okay, who runs a 4'7", This big man can move, and he will stop the run as good as anybody. So they've got these two big Georgia men who helped lead Georgia to a national championship in college, stopping the run and not letting anything get up the middle. And now they're together in Green Bay. And CJ, so this is where we see the tide shifting for them. Green Bay took those two perennial run-stopping players, first and second, for their drafts. And then I think they get an absolute steal for their 34th overall pick. In the second round, I thought this kid was a first-round pick, no doubter. And he slipped to the second round, and the Packers got him. Knowing that, I think their first-round selections were genius. So, CJ, in the second round, the Packers take North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. And he may not be known by a lot of people. North Dakota State is actually a Division Two or a Division One subset two player for the San Diego or sorry North Dakota State uh, team who just won their NCAA championship this year. CJ this man is 6'4, 208 pounds who runs a 4340 very fast. He is also a great kicker turner. He has sprint speed with kicker turning speed. He is very tall at 64 has huge hands and can fly. He, In my opinion, CJ, he's going to be starting game one wide receiver for the Packers, and he'll be their kick returner and punt returner. This kid can fly, he's tall, and he can move, and I think he is an absolute steal for where they got him. All right, so then they're protecting Aaron Rodgers in their third-round pick with offensive lineman from UCLA, Sean Ryan, just a good offensive lineman who's going to help protect Aaron Rodgers. They take another wide receiver in the fourth round, wide receiver from Nevada, Romeo Dubs, another tall wide receiver who can absolutely fly. He runs a 4-3-2-40. And then, CJ, they protect Aaron Rodgers even more in the fourth round, taking another offensive lineman from Wake Forest, and then a outside linebacker in the fifth round from South Carolina. And then in the seventh round, they take a safety Tariq Carpenter from Georgia Tech, and then another defensive lineman in the seventh round, Jonathan Ford from Miami. 
They also have another last pick in the seventh round. They take another offensive tackle, Rasheed Walker from Penn State. And a third pick in the seventh round, they took another wide receiver, Samori Torrey from Nebraska. So they took three wide receivers, three offensive linemen, two defensive tackles, and a linebacker. I think they had a tremendous draft. Aaron Rodgers should be very happy with how the front office of the Packers handled the situation. They showed him that they want him there, and they're going to protect him. And they're going to give him people to throw to. CJ, I know I rambled a lot there. I hope you stayed with me. Um, I just tremendous job by the Packers. Yes, and, you know, a lot of times we see when we think about players getting drafted in the, you know, the second, third, fourth rounds, stuff like that, we don't, we might not pay as much of attention, but this shows that just because players get drafted in the late rounds doesn't mean that they can't be very valuable to a team. And, you know, you got to remember, Tom Brady was the 199th pick in his draft, and now he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So you got to realize that any of these guys can be, you know, very good. And I guess I said said that to say they took their wide receivers, you know, they didn't. They might not have used them as the first picks that they had, but they went in there knowing that they had certain guys that might not get picked early that they know that they can trust and that they really like and would like to have be on their team. And so they waited back and got the defensive players that they wanted, got some linemen, and then jumped on the wide receivers to get. So really they helped out their team in an, you know, an all-around standpoint because they've got, you know, they got wide receivers, defenders, and linemen. You know, that helps the team tremendously. We know uh, last year that the Packers were a very good team, and a huge part of that was Devontae Adams. And now with him being in the Raiders, this shows that the Packers, even though they lost him, that due to this draft, he's still, the Packers are still going to be a, should be a very, good uh highly contending team moving forward in this next season and so yeah i mean a lot of people including myself you know very first reaction to them not taking a wide receiver in their first few picks was kind of it to me it was confusing but then i guess i started to you know realize and as you started to explain that there brendan i realized that it wasn't you know as such of a bad thing that they really they did they did what they knew how to do the general managers in the front office they figured out that they could take some of those guys later in the draft maybe because other teams wouldn't jump on them as quickly but they knew that they would like I said that that they liked them and they would like to have them on their team so yeah a very good job by the Packers front office in this draft they got a lot they got their people in the positions that they needed them and uh excited to see what they'll be able to do going into this next season uh brandon is there anything else that you want to add on to that yeah well cj i just want to say again like what you just said so once the packers didn't take a wide receiver with that pick that they had in the middle of the first round i thought what is this team doing i mean are they even trying to contend this year? Like, why did they take a linebacker from Georgia? I know he's very good, but what are they doing? And then in the 28th pick, when I knew that Christian Watson was still sitting there, I was like, oh, okay, here, they're going to take Christian Watson in the end of the first round and get their wide receiver that they were one. And then they didn't, and they chose Devontae Wyatt, and I'm like, what is going on? They're, they're going to miss out on this kid. They knew something that I didn't. Obviously, they're the, they're there for the reason to make the big bucks. I mean, they knew something. They, I don't know what they knew, but they knew something. And Christian Watson was still there in the second round, and they took him anyway. So they got two very good defensive players and a good wide receiver. So I, good job to the Packers. Yeah, and, you know, 
the draft might be um, overlooked on as a thing. Well, basically adding on to what I said earlier, that the later picks in the draft you might not think matter as much. Because normally we tend to focus on the first, the second, the third pick, which is usually where the big names are at. We care, you know, we pay attention to that, and then the rest we don't pay, you know, that much attention to. But they can be, you know, big, big players, big money in those later picks because you never know who can turn out to do what. So, yeah, um, like we said, great all-around job by the Packers there, and um, we'll definitely like to see them go into the next season probably performing very well. Okay, so uh, the next thing we're going to talk about here is the uh, quarterback situation for the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans used uh, one of their uh, draft picks on a quarterback from the college of, he played for two colleges, he played for Liberty, and he played for the University of Auburn, Malik Willis, and he uh, is a quarterback. And so, Brandon, we both know that Ryan Tannehill has been the Titans quarterback for the last couple of years. And that this might look like they might be trying to replace him, considering, you know, he didn't have that hot of a season last year. The Titans did go pretty far. They made it the first overall seed in the AFC, uh, lost that first playoff game against the Bengals. But they still went pretty far, even without Derrick Henry in the second half of their season. And so, Brandon, what I wanted to ask you is... With this tension between these two guys on, you know, who might win the job, uh, who do you think might come out on top, or do the Titans have a plan that they are willing to work out between these two guys? All right, CJ. So one thing that we've got to understand really quick is Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback in Nashville. He will be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans this year. They are paying him a lot of money to be their starting quarterback, and so he will be. Granted, he does not need to act like this and say that he doesn't need to be the mentor of Malik Willis whenever he goes out and gives one of the most poor playoff performances I have ever seen in my life. He has no room to talk about what his role in that NFL team should be. He should be glad to even be there in the first place and not be kicked out on the curb and looking for a job. So he should be happy to mentor new quarterbacks that the Titans are bringing in. And, CJ, this quarterback they're bringing in is Mark Malik Willis from Liberty University, and he's the quarterback of the Titans' future. They're investing in him. They want him to grow and learn from Tannehill and to become their quarterback of the future. Now, Malik Willis has a different play style from Tannehill. He likes to be mobile. He likes to move around the pocket. He likes to run outside the pocket, and he can use his legs if he needs to. Now, that's different from Tannehill, and so that what that may be Tannehill's issue. Tannehill may just not relate to Malik, and so he doesn't want to be the one to try to help him learn. Or maybe Tannehill's just feeling threatened that he may have a starting position in question. I don't know. Whatever his problem is, he needs to get over it. It's every starting quarterback's job to help mentor the younger quarterbacks because it's just, I mean, somebody at one point mentored you, right? So, like, if you're there, then it's your job. In my opinion, it is. But, CJ, the Titans, that being said, I want to dive. Having said that and telling Ryan Tannehill to get over it, I, I want to dive into their draft a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so first round, 18th pick rolls around, and they trade A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I want your instant reaction when you saw that. My instant reaction was I was very upset. I had no idea. I thought to myself, they have no idea what they're doing. Because A.J. Brown, I mean... You know, he was one of the best wide receivers in the league last year. He did, you know, he was doing absolutely amazing. And so when I saw that he was traded to Philly, it just, I almost lost it. I was thinking, you know, 
But these guys do not know what they're doing, you know, acting like I knew something. And then, you know, I've just, I've still been a little confused about it just because he's been such a great wide receiver. And so, yeah, my initial reaction was I was very upset and I was very confused on why uh, they were doing that. Right, CJ. And so this pick was originally the New Orleans Saints traded it to Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia traded this pick to the Tennessee Titans for A.J. Brown. And like you said, when it happened, we were very confused. Like, what is Tennessee doing? Why in the world are they trading A.J. Brown away? And then the pick that they trade away, they take Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. So it is basically a one-for-one. They get Traylon Burks, Philadelphia Eagles get A.J. Brown. And so... They are putting a lot of stock in Traylon Burks. They believe he is going to be a great wide receiver. Now, CJ, he is very good. Don't get me wrong. Traylon Burks is going to be, in my opinion, a top two wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans in a year or so. He is very good, and he has that talent. Now, what they did with the rest of the draft is what impressed me. In the second round, they took good Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary. Very good defensive cornerback. Um, he's a lockdown person on the outside that you can put on a number two wide receiver and then not worry about him. So I was glad to see that. And then they got Tannehill some protection in the third round and took offensive tackle Nicholas Petit Freary from Ohio State. A very big man who's going to sit on the outside, probably on the right tackle position and protect Tannehill. I mean, that'll be his job, and he's a good. he'll be good for that. And then they take the guy we just got done talking about later in the third round, the third quarterback taken in the draft overall, Malik Willis. So, CJ, the Titans, and I think what a lot of Tannehill's problem is, this kid is good and everybody knows it. And he's the third quarterback taken in the draft, and so I'm feeling like Tannehill is just feeling threatened. The fourth round, they take a running back to help Travis Henry a little bit. They took Haseen Haskins, who may come in on some third downs. He's a fast uh, running back from Michigan who can take the load off a little bit. Then they get a tight end from Maryland in the fourth round. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Um, I don't want to butcher it. He's got a difficult name to say, but he's from the University of Maryland. Then they take another wide receiver in the fifth round from UCLA, Kyle Phillips. Very fast shorter in build wide receiver. He's going to try to help in the slot a little bit. And then they take CJ, somebody that you and I are very familiar with in the sixth round, the defensive back from the university of Tennessee, Theo Jackson. And he's labeled as a safety. He was a free safety for the university of Tennessee. And he was, in my opinion, a very good sec safety. So seeing him getting picked late in the draft was nice. Um, I'm glad he has somewhere to go and to learn, especially from a defensive-minded coach like the Titans have. And the last pick that the Titans had was in the sixth round, and they took linebacker from Ole Miss, Chance Campbell, who is kind of rough around the edges. He uh, he likes to fly off and just put a lot of effort into a lot of places sometimes, and so he gets left with some injuries when that happens. But I'm interested to see how he does as well. So, CJ, I gave the Titans a 7 overall, 7 out of 10 on their draft. I think they did pretty good. Um, I love the wide receiver picks that they had. I like that they got Derrick Henry some backup with Hassan, Hassan Haskins. I'm sorry, that's a hard name to say. Running back from Michigan. And I also like the uh, the offensive tackle they got from Ohio State. So, And the cornerback from Auburn. I think they did a really good job this year. I'm excited to see it. I know you are too. The Titans are our favorite team. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward. And Brandon, something I've noticed as I was, you know, you were talking about the Titans draft picks and I was – looking at them is that they went for a more as far as their very first few draft picks they went for more of an offensive approach you know getting um, Malik Willis you know the quarterback and then getting the wide receiver in the trade with Philadelphia they're looking more towards their offense and you know their offense was kind of the majority of the part that struggled last season when it came down to it in the playoffs and in some of their regular season games. Their defense, let's not forget, their defense is very, very good. They have uh, players 
like uh, Kevin Byard and uh, Rashawn Evans. You know, Kevin Byard was a All-Pro safety last season, and Rashawn Evans, I'm pretty sure, uh, was an All-Pro linebacker as well. But something I've, like I said, sometimes noticed that they went for a more offensive approach, and I think that this is because they want not only in case something might happen to Tannehill or anybody in their offense that they want to make sure there are people there and, you know, to take their spot. But they're probably looking to hold on to these guys for a very long time. And so that when guys like Tannehill or, you know, Derrick Henry, if there's some thing where they have to move on from the Titans, then they will have these younger uh, healthy, fast players there and ready to go. So they're definitely thinking pretty far into their future, and they're definitely strategizing for that, which I like. You know, some teams, they like to plan for now. Some teams like to plan for three years in the future, and some teams will plan for eight years in the future. So uh, the Titans definitely going for that long-term approach, which I like to see, like I said. And so, yeah, they... um. I'm excited to see him this season. Of course, we're always excited to see the Titans play. Uh, I feel like Tannehill um, coming off. I feel like now that he will have a lot of pressure lifted off his shoulders with Derrick Henry being back, um, I think he'll it'll allow him to calm down and throw the ball with ease. Because as we look at his um, you know performance rating. He did a lot better in the games that Derrick Henry was still healthy than he did with Derrick Henry injured. I feel like this is due to a stress level of him knowing that he's going to have to perform. Uh, some players are good in those situations, some are not. And I feel like the pressure got to him and he started making, you know, forcing bad throws and forcing, you know, uh, runs that he shouldn't have that led to fumbles and things like that. But I feel like, you know, with Derrick Henry back, that'll just make the whole team better. I feel like he's someone who makes the whole team better. It makes everybody a lot more calm, knowing that they can rely on him. And I'm, uh, like I said, I'm really excited to see the Tennessee Titans get back playing football this season. Uh, Brandon, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, CJ. I mean, uh, Derrick Henry is the heart of that offense. And when he's not in there, it puts all the pressure on the quarterback and the wide receivers to get the job done. So I love the fact that the Titans tried to go and give Derrick Henry some support and knowing that he's not going to be the only person that they're going to lean on this year. So good to see that from them, and uh, I expect big things from them this year. Yes, yes, definitely. And um, so, yeah, that's um, that's about the Titans and their draft. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about one more team here in this and their draft picks. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars have uh, they had the very first overall pick in this year's draft, and with that, they selected the defensive lineman from Georgia, Tra- Trayvon Walker. Uh, this kid uh, was very good, as we saw in college for Georgia last season. You know, his sack ratings were through the roof. He uh, actually won the national championship last season with Georgia uh, beating Alabama. And so that was definitely a a very big, you know, uh, booster towards his, um, you know, morale and reputation. And so, Brandon, the main thing I wanted to ask here was, in your opinion, do you think that this was the right, pick for the Jaguars to do or do you think there was somebody out there who could have been more valuable to the Jaguars all right CJ so I have a problem with it I think Trayvon Walker is really good I do but I think the right choice and it was my prediction but I think the correct decision would have been to go with the defensive end out of Michigan Aiden Hutchinson I think he was the better player all around I think he's more explosive I think he's uh, going to be a better edge rusher in the NFL. He th- he can switch back from off- outside linebacker to defensive end and interchangeably. I just think he was the better choice. That being said, I thought Aiden Hutchin was, Hutchinson was going to go one. I thought Trayvon Walker was going to go number two. So they were flip-flopped. Georgia decided to go 
I'm sorry, Jacksonville Jaguars decided to go with the Georgia kid first overall. And, of course, the Lions, thankfully, were probably very glad to get Aiden Hutchinson second overall. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars took Trayvon Walker, who, CJ, he is a good defensive end, and he's going to be a good edge rusher. He's just not the person I would have taken. I think Hutchinson was better. Now, I do think that this gives the Jaguars a very good defensive presence. CJ, they had seven picks in this draft. Six of them were defensive players. That shows you how much they wanted to invest in their defense this year, how much they thought it needed to improve. CJ, the only offensive player they took was, I'm sorry, they took two offensive players. One was a center in the third round to help uh, their quarterback, I call him Sunshine, but Trevor Lawrence helped get him protection. They took a center in the third round, and they took a running back in the fifth round. Other than that, they had five defensive draft picks. They wanted to improve their defense tremendously, and I think they have done that. They took, in the second round, they took, or I'm sorry, in the end of the first round, they took Devin Lloyd, who is an outside linebacker from Utah, another very good defensive kid. So I think they did good, but I think the correct decision would have been Aiden Hutchinson. I think there's less of risk there. Um, but, CJ, that's just my opinion. Yeah, Brandon. And, um, you know, like you said, um, it was kind of like a one-two choice. The Jaguars, of course, you know, had the choice of anybody on the board. If they would have picked Aiden Hutchinson, then, you know, the Lions probably would have selected uh, Trayvon Walker. And so it was really just kind of whichever one that they thought was better. And who knows, they might have a reason um, for picking Trayvon Walker, maybe they're looking for a certain approach this year with their defensive strategy that he fits better into. Uh, maybe they just uh, thought that he was the better player, maybe not just to suit their team, but maybe just in general. And which I think it was more of like the first thing I said, the how he they fit their team. I feel like to get these guys, these teams will draft people who have a better fitting to their team's play style. And I feel like they might have even thought that Aiden Hutchinson was better, but maybe that Trevon Walker fits better into their play style and that he would be better towards their specific team. Because we know that not all teams do everything the same. We know that for sure. And some players are going to be better fits than others whether in general they're a better player or not. And so really, I think that's what it came down to, whether they think who's going to fit into their team better, specifically their defensive line. Uh, defensive ends and defensive tackle, very similar positions, not entirely the same, but pretty close. Um, but yeah, and this just adds on to, this is more of a defensive draft. You don't see, especially the top lottery picks, going to defensive players uh normally you know the first pick we see you know quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers like you said and so i think this shows how much even more faith that they have in this guy to come up big so really i think that it was all around you know a, a pretty good pick i feel like he, they might just think that he will fit in to their uh game m maybe more than aiden hutchinson would but yeah, Brandon, um, that's, you know, pretty much all that I want to say about it. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Nope, CJ. It was a good draft. Um, very pleased with how it turned out. Very interested or interesting to see. And I'm always excited to see how rookies do. So. Yeah. And, um, Brandon, uh, is there a, do you have a quick, uh, Second, to give me who you might think be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Yep, CJ. So, Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm definitely going Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, I think he's going to be 
even though he plays for the Detroit Lions and we are not expecting him to do good this year, I expect him to do very well at the defensive end rushing. And then offensive, uh, see, it's kind of hard because it's going to be very easy for Kenny Pickett to win it at Pittsburgh. He's going to be the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh this year, so it's going to be easy for him to win it. So it's definitely his award to lose. So I would say that my pick is going to go to Kenny Pickett. Someone else that we need to keep an eye on is uh, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, Chris Olave. I expect him to have a good year as well. So I expect one of them to get it. Yes, and definitely excited to see, you know, all of these guys play. We're always excited to see rookies. And, you know, they might not always be the most valuable right away, but, you know, you can't always expect a first-year player to do, you know, to be perfect, of course. You can't expect them to go out there knowing exactly what to do. So you have to give every player at least two or three years, and then we'll be able to see what these guys can really do. And definitely excited excited for that. Um, but yeah, so that's all we have for our topics tonight. We are going to move in uh, to our NFL trivia game. So last week we started doing a trivia segment at the end of our podcast. And uh, we did the MLB last week, of course. But now since we're talking about the NFL topics, we will do NFL trivia. And uh, Brandon, are you ready? I am ready. I do not expect to do very well with this, CJ. I just want to make you aware. Okay, well, that's okay because you did very well in the MLB last week, which I, it, it really surprised me because some of the stuff I um, <laughs> wasn't even – I tried to guess myself as well, and I wasn't even, you know, close on most of it. But uh, let's go ahead and get to the NFL. So the first question I'm going to ask you is – the New England Patriots set a record in Super Bowl 52 with the most total team yards. How many did they have? Oh, boy. CJ, do you know who they played in Super Bowl 52? Super Bowl 52. I can find out real fast. Okay, that'll, that'll help me, I think. Super Bowl 52 was when they played against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they did lose that game. Okay. The Eagles came out on top. Okay. CJ, I'm going to guess the Patriots had 570 yards of offense that year. That's pretty close. It was actually 613. Wow. They had they had a whole lot. Definitely would not have thought that it would have been over six hundred yards. Yeah, you don't you do not see that much. And, and for them to lose. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was about to say. For them to lose that game, that just shows how much, you know, the Eagles had. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um let's move on to our next question here. Uh let's see here. And In the year 2000, Steve McNair played for which NFL team? CJ, Steve McNair played for the Tennessee Titans. Yes, he did. Nice. And um, Later in his career, he went to the Baltimore Ravens, but he did play for the Tennessee Titans in the early 2000s. Yes, okay. Um, This one might be a little more tricky. One might be a little too hard, I don't know. But back in 2005, this is going back to the 2005 NFL draft, which team had the number one overall pick? 2005 number one overall pick, CJ. I'm going to say, ooh. All right, answer me a question. That was not Eli Manning and the Giants, correct? I, no. Okay. All right. So I believe this is the year after that. 2005, first overall pick. I want to say the Raiders. It was the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Yeah, I I knew that one's definitely going to be a lot more tough. 
All right. But, so, uh, CJ, if the 49ers had it, that means that's when they took Alex Smith quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, Alex Smith, uh, was he? He's the one. Was he the one who had a lot of injury trouble? He he did, and a couple years ago, he was the one that had that terrible arm injury, or I'm sorry, leg injury, that got infected, and he had a, he almost lost his life, and then came back for the Washington football team and won comeback player of the year. Yes, yes, that's that's who I thought it was. Okay. So this next question is, how many NFL quarterbacks passed for over 400 yards? in week one of the 2018 NFL season. Oh, my word, CJ. This is hard. All right. Yeah. 400 yards is a lot for a quarterback to throw, so I'm going to say that three did it. Yes, three actually did do it. That's a – wow, okay. Was that like a complete guess or was that – Well, I definitely didn't think it would be more than five, and there's a couple that usually do it every week, so three was just a – Sort of an educated guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. We're going to take it back to the 2018 NFL draft. The Who did the New York Jets spend their first round pick on in the 2018 NFL draft? Oh, my word. 2018 will, NFL draft, CJ. That would have been... I will, Give you a hint. It is a quarterback. Okay, so the 2018 draft was the Baker Mayfield draft. Okay. I I believe so. Yeah. So, who are you asking? Who took what? Which team? Uh, the New York Jets. Okay. Who so did the they? New York Jets. Um. Well, Baker Mayfield was taken first overall that year. And that was also the year Saquon Barkley was drafted by the Giants from Penn State. So that would leave the New York Jets either having the third or fourth pick that year. And I can't remember if they had the third pick or the fourth pick, but they took Sam Darnold. Yes, they did take Sam Darnold. That was the year, CJ, that they mistakenly took Sam Darnold over Josh Allen. Josh Allen went to the Buffalo Bills later in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, kicking ourselves for that now, of course. Um, Because, you know, as we know, Josh Allen, very, very good quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, It's taking him some deep playoff runs, but not, um, you know, Super Bowl far yet. Right, CJ, uh, and actually, for those of you that do not know, the last pick in the first round that year, any idea? 2018 last pick. Um, the first round, yep. Lamar Jackson went all the way to oh. the last pick of the first round. Wow, okay. The so quarterback for the Ravens. every team passed on Lamar Jackson until the Ravens took him. Wow, that's um. So some big quarterbacks being passed up in that draft. Wow. Yep, there was also a uh, – CJ, that was the year of the quarterback. So there was also a quarterback who didn't turn out to be that great in Josh Rosen. He was taken by the Cardinals, uh, I think – he was in the top ten pick, but um, he was a bust. But, yeah, there was a lot of quarterbacks taken that year. Yep. And, uh, okay, so this next question is, what school did Saquon Barkley play for prior to be drafted in the NFL? Oh, CJ, I already answered that. It's Penn State. He came from Penn yep. State. Yep. Good running back from Penn State. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, okay, this next question is, what team is at the center of the Deflate Gate scandal? And Brandon, I'm sure you know what this is, but this was when this team got caught uh, cheating for deflating a football in the middle of a game. CJ, there are two teams at the center of that, but if you're asking which team got in trouble, that would be the New England Patriots when they were playing yep. the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC Championship game. That game famous for uh, Andrew Luck doing terrible and the Patriots winning like 35-7. to Yeah, and uh, so you said this that had actually happened before? Like another time as well? No, 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 no. no. Okay, sorry. But, um, 
Okay, so this next question is who defeated the Bears by one point in their opening game for the 2018 NFL season? Ooh, 2018 NFL season. CJ, this is just going to be a this is going to be a guess. I have no idea. I'm going to say the Colts. No, this was the Green Bay Packers. Um, because I believe every season, uh, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Chicago Bears, do they play each other first game every season? Uh, I do not know. If that is Ooh. a thing, that is something I was unaware of. I know that they're in the same division and they have the very long rivalry. I don't know. I'll have to look that up here in just a minute. But Brandon, we'll do uh, we'll do one more question. So, here, let's kick it back to 2014. Who was named the Coach of the Year for the 2014 NFL season? Coach of the Year 2014? Yes. Oh, boy. What was going on in 2014? Let me think of who the Super Bowl champion was. I'll I know give Green you. Green Bay did really good that year. Um, I'll give you a hint. He was in the coach coached in the NFC. Okay. Well, I know that year. Peyton Manning and the Broncos did good. The Patriots did good. Let's see. Now, CJ, also, I'm going to say it was Pete Carroll at the Seahawks. No, it was actually Bruce Aarons for, for the Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, who now coaches Ooh. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and just won a Super Bowl yep. uh, two years ago. So, yeah, uh, so that will just, that's the uh, trivia. How did you like that one? A little bit tougher yeah that was good that was hard cj that that question was good because that year the cardinals didn't even win their division and yet their coach won coach of the year so that's very interesting that's a very good question but yeah i enjoyed that yeah yeah you don't see that happen a lot a team not win their division but coach still get coach of the year that's um that goes to show maybe just how good that division was that year but yeah so uh brandon is there anything anything else that you'd like to add on? Nope, that is all. It was good to get back into football this week and talk about the draft. Um, makes you excited as a fan to get to see who your team picked. And looking forward to this year. Yeah, yes, definitely looking forward to football coming back in uh, the fall. So we'll be looking forward to that and probably talking about it a little more as the time gets closer and closer. But um, thank you all for watching. Um, and uh, don't forget to, you know, try to check our previous episodes if you want to go back and watch those. We've done, you know, episodes on the MLB, the NFL, and the NBA. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you all for watching, and I'll see you next time. Good night.